where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Set out on top, but the ball is loose. And now they get it to see that it's going to be Louisville in front. I shook up the world. In BCS Bowl terms, you guys shook up the world. <laughs> hey, I'm the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, you're not that pretty. I'm a bad man. man. I shook up the world. First and third, two out. The 2-2 two, two from Iggy. Swing and a miss. The cards are headed to Omaha. Welcome into another edition of Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest-running all-UFL sports talk show right here on 93.9 The Bill. I'm Ethan Moore. He's Taylor Z- Lynch. Oh, <laughs> Zinch. Oh, Zach Cantrell is behind the glass. Uh, you know what we do, all things UFL football, basketball, and recruiting, and we're going to we're gonna knock out all three things today. Lots of champagne um, talk, fellas. So much. Yeah. Uh, but a little bit of, of breaking news. You probably heard by now that um, Zach's favorite school, Jim Harbaugh, uh, the Michigan coach, now <laughs> is off to the NFL. And, Taylor, how does it feel that at least the odds-on favorite right now to become the head coach of Michigan was a Louisville Sports Live guest? I mean, that is the path to success in college college athletics, not just college football, but you know, college basketball, whatever. You come on the show. Odds are you're successful. Zach, I think we might need to switch me to a different microphone. Oh, you're good. Yeah. Am I good? You are. Okay. Yeah. All right. You're good now. Yeah, you weren't at first, but now. Yes. Okay. So that means I'm about to be the uh, head coach at a prestigious university if I'm a frequent LSL contributor. Yeah, I'm Is just right? saying, man. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I believe he was, Taylor, correct me if I'm wrong, he was the tight ends coach at his time here. Yes. Um. <clears throat> yeah, and we were fortunate enough to have him on the on the program and. And talk some Louisville football. Did he cry and about? Did somebody? Did somebody <laughs> die? Did he cry on the show? Don't remember him being that emotional when he was here at Louisville. No, um, I, but I, he might have gotten a little emotional about how hot our takes were. I mean, and how you know, they were fire spot well, on. I mean, we all get emotional over those takes. It's Don't not we? just a Sharon Moore thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, that's obviously. I don't expect um, a lot of you know. You know, if for some reason Michigan were to hire outside of Coach Moore, then you're you're looking at a lot of dominoes. But I mean, if they make that in-house hire, I think the ripple effects. Um, certainly from the second, from the you know the assistants, um, well, you'll see some changes there. But overall, I don't think you're going to see um, a whole lot of moving and shaking going on as uh, as would have been the case if Michigan 
would hire elsewhere. But, you know, probably by the end of the week, uh, Sharon Moore will be the uh, the coach. He took over in an interim basis. What, Harbaugh missed, what, like six? Six, six games. games, yeah. Two six separate games. suspensions. Must be uh, nice man. to only coach nine out of 15 games and still get be the highest paid coach in college football and then just leverage that. You know what? Just like uh, Josh Hawley, they ran out of town right on time. They look. He looks like Ron Josh Hawley. That's all. <laughs> so um, there's just uh, two two bits of information. Louisville sports related. Of course, Louisville loses again last night to Duke, 83-69. Cards are now six and thirteen, one and seven in the ACC. And the ACC just released the football schedule. Yes. Um, uh, officially football. a couple of hours ago, but I think uh, UFL maybe put that out there a little bit early, anyways. But you know, hey. It's all good now. Um, first things first, Team Money. What do you think about the uh, the football slate? And give us your. All right, I'm going to set the over under for wins at nine and a half. Tell me what you think of the schedule, and then tell me in this ridiculously too early um, <laughs> uh, win total if you're going over or under nine and a half. Um, I like the schedule. I like the way. I'll start there. I like the way that it sets up for Louisville. Uh, I like. You know, having those two games against Austin P and Jack State uh, to open the season, then you have the bye week, and then you have Georgia Tech. I'm not too crazy about having a bye that early uh, in yeah. the season. I would rather have one, you know, maybe play four games and then have your bye. Uh, so I'm not too crazy about that. But they'll have two buys this year. Yes, and and somebody's got to explain that to me because I read something, but I think I missed like how everybody gets two buys now. That's because of the expansion, so you can't play every. Not everybody can play every single week. So okay, you got the two the extra bye week as okay. a result of the expansion. Okay, all right. That's that's kind of what I thought, but I just I just wanted to verify there. But yeah, so I'm not too crazy about the early season bye, but maybe you play Austin P, you play Jacksonville State, and then you can kind of fine tune some things before you get into this run of what, six, seven straight before you get another bye. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, SMU, Virginia, Miami, BC uh, on a Friday night, and then Clemson before their next open date. Uh, and then they've got Stanford, Pitt, the team up the road, to close out the regular season. Uh, I like the home and aways for Louisville. Um, I don't – I'm not too crazy about – I think there's one stretch here where – They've got a yeah, so they've got a home game on October nineteenth, and then Louisville is not home again until November or yeah, till November twenty third. Yep. So they've got three road games and a bye week in between. So that kind of sucks. What is it, guys? Isn't the last what five out of seven games are on the road? Something crazy. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so they've got BC. Clemson, a bye week, Stanford, and then they're home for Pitt on the road at the team up the road to end uh, the regular season. So that kind of sucks, having that many road games there in a row. Um, But overall, I mean, if you're setting the win total for me at nine and a half, I'm probably going to take the over. Okay, I think this is probably another 10-win team based on the schedule that they've got. I think... You know, if we want to play this way too early game, Austin P's a dub, Jacksonville State's a dub, Georgia Tech's a dub, uh, SMU's a dub, Virginia's a dub. Um, 
UNC's a dub. Stanford's a dub. Pittsburgh's Hit. probably a dub. So right there, you're at what nine wins? I right love there? the emphasis. I love the emphasis you're putting on the word dub, dub, <laughs> dub. So the only ones that you look at that you're really kind of questioning. So that's eight right there, because then you've got Notre Dame, Miami, Clemson, and the team up the road. Right. I would say you're probably going to win two of those four. I can't tell you right now what two those are going to be, uh, but I think you get two of those. So yeah, I think this is probably a ten win team. I think 10's about right. I think five of the last seven being on the road is not necessarily easy, but I think the good news is you don't have those back-to-back bangers. You you got Notre Dame and Clemson yeah. spaced out. You get Notre Dame September 28th and Clemson November 2nd. I mean, SMU, that's a game you probably should win. SMU's a good team in the AAC, but I think they're going to have a tough transition to the ACC on the road I'm at Virginia. I expect Virginia to be improved. I think they Remember, they only won two or three games last year, but they were in every game, so that may not necessarily be a cakewalk. Uh, Miami, one of these years they're going to hit, we think. But, I mean, the baseline right now should be, I think, nine and a half sounds about right. I think just get to ten. I think you possibly win one of those Notre Dame-Clemson games. And I mean, do we just, at this point, Clemson is more of a brand than they are a power because they haven't really been all that great the last three years. Are we saying there's no way Louisville can go there and win that game? Because I'm not going to say that. I think they got a chance. Uh, yeah, I, that's that's where I am. That's one of the questions that we ask uh, on you know on the the show post on Twitter X is is this the year that Louisville finally breaks through and beats Clemson? I don't like that it's on the road. Right. It's probably going to be a night game. It's, it's a tough environment, a very tough environment to play, regardless of how good Clemson is. You know, if this was a neutral site game, I like Louisville's chances. If this was at home, I love Louisville's chances. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, you know, if if Louisville's going to to win 10 games, they're going to have to split, you would you would assume, Notre Dame or Clemson. Um, and, I have, and I think, on paper at least, uh, Notre Dame is probably going to be a lot better than Clemson. But I feel like Louisville has a better chance beating Notre Dame. Yeah. In South Bend, than beating Clemson at Clemson, even though um, Notre Dame's the better team, at least on paper. And it's it's crazy early, it's, but it's fun to talk about. If but I yeah, had to... guys, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to go under. I think I I could see this as a solid nine and three. Again, it I this is not locked in by any stretch, but I do think um, it's a loss to Clemson until proven otherwise. Yeah, and then it's a loss, unfortunately, until proven otherwise with the team up the road. See, um, and I would feel um, if you gave me those four games, because I think we can agree on the show that those are your four toughest games this season for Louisville, Notre Dame, Miami, uh, Clemson, and the team up the road. Those are going to be your yeah. four toughest games on this on the slate. So I tend to think this this year, Miami and the team up the road are probably the two out of those four that you feel most confident that Louisville can can get a win. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't disagree there. Um, you know, certainly with with the addition of Cam Ward, that makes the Canes, in my opinion, a top twenty five if not a top twenty team. Absolutely. And if and that um, game being at home, I think is huge. Oh yeah. I mean that's a potential um I think Miami has Florida in week one, but that has the potential for little college what, game day. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the worst case scenario, what Louisville will be, either four and one or five and one, 
um, you know, with with Louisville going to South Bend, uh, but I think you know maybe perhaps both teams are five and one. I mean, again, I don't think it's crazy to expect Miami to beat Florida in Week One as well with their quarterback because as much as Miami has struggled, uh, the Gators have struggled too. So yeah, Miami's um, got but, at Florida, Florida A and M, Ball State, at South Florida, Virginia Tech, at Cal, and then an open date, and then at Louisville. Now, do we? Yeah, but see, well, that's that's one slight disadvantage for Louisville because our um, bye weeks in week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we have? Who who's on the slate before Miami for us? Uh, we go to Virginia. Okay, well, so yeah, you go on the road, and then the Canes have another week off and another uh, week to prepare. So that's that would certainly, um, you know, give the Canes a bit of an edge there. But, yeah, I mean, I I think, again, I think like last year, Louisville certainly caught breaks on the schedule, but still I think if you took a step back and and analyzed it, I mean, there was – Louisville's schedule was tougher than at first glance, and I think this schedule is going to be tougher than it is at first glance. There's a lot of – uh, you know, there's a lot of winnable games on there, but there's a lot of tough games. And I think you're you're dead on with the with the the four, you know, toughest teams on paper as it stands right now. But you know, SM, SMU could be tough. Uh, and then Boston College on a Friday night. <laughs> I really like what how they how the Eagles progress throughout the year. That that's going to be one of those games, man. It could be like a pit game of this past season if you're not. Fully focused and sharp, man. Uh, the Eagles could get you. Now, certainly Louisville's going to be a favorite in that game, and you would expect Louisville to handle business. But, you know, if, if we talk about how there's always one, you know, those that one game on the road especially where Louisville, you know, is, is off, um, I think that Boston College game on a Friday night would fit that bill. Bro, there's going to be 12 people at that Boston College game on Friday, on a Friday night. Trust me. We'll be fine. Okay. But that could be a sleepy environment. Like Pitt was kind of a sleepy environment last could year. And you saw how well that turned out for the cards. Our friends over at State of Lou uh, pointed this out that Clemson, uh, Stanford, and Miami all have bye weeks before they play Louisville. Yeah. Wow. I don't love the home schedule this year either. No. I'm just saying. What's the big home game? Is it Miami? Yeah. Or is it Miami? The, yeah, it's, it's got to be Miami. Yeah. I mean, you have maybe SMU. If they're ranked. Um, you know, yeah. But I don't know if you've seen their schedule. Uh, SMU has to play BYU Bruh. and TCU and Clemson. Out of I'm conference. sorry, Florida State. So then, yeah, th- then they take on Florida State and then us. So, But they also get four in a row at home to start. Mm-hmm. They've yes, got Houston Christian. They have BYU on a Friday night. They have the open date. Then they've got TCU and Florida State, and then they come to us. Yeah. So, you know, welcome to the ACC SMU. Right. You're going to play the first and second best team in the ACC on back weeks. Yep. Have that's fun. Right. But yeah, but you know, that's what they wanted, right? I mean, that, that would be like us in 2015. You it's know, literally we, we what they paid it. for. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they did. I mean, I remember that. What was it? A, was it a Monday night game? We played Miami and at Cardinal Stadium. Uh, our first game in the ACC. Yep. We, we beat them. Labor Day death. night. It was 30. 31-13, and that, you know, we were talking about, oh, my gosh, are we going to be able to win this game? It's like, this is what we wanted. This is the challenge of being in a power league. This is We we embrace it. This is a program that, like Louisville, you know, <clears throat> is embracing the step-up in competition. Um, but I'm, I'm with Zach. He mentioned it earlier. 
Uh, and again, it's a bowl game. It's not the end-all, be-all. But the fact that, that SMU was handled by, by BC, um, you know, I don't I don't see SMU having anywhere close to 10 wins no. this upcoming season. This, no. It's going to be a learning curve. But also, Taylor, that's why, you know, again, in ridiculously early upset potential, um, cards going to BC because I think Boston College, by and large, played much better um, overall that second half of their season compared to when they got waxed by the cards in September, the day before your wedding. That's right. But and we, and we we watched that memorable game uh, from the rehearsal dinner. Yes, we did. One of the one of yeah. the coolest places I've watched a a Louisville game to to say the yeah. least, given the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, but Boston yeah, was, College cool. gets you know uh, week one. Monday night, here's your reward for uh, finishing the season strong. You get to open at Florida State. There you go, yeah, BC. I mean, Enjoy that. Yeah. And then they play at Missouri, who is a 10-win team this season. Yeah, there's a couple teams. And they have Michigan State. Good Lord. what This I'm, non-conference for Boston College, at Missouri, Michigan State, Western Kentucky. You know, just all of the ACC schools. I mean, Wake Forest is playing Ole Miss. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I, and I love the fact that, that the ACC does this. And I know, you know, the ACC football, whatever, they still had a 7-5 and five record against uh, It Just Means More. Uh-huh. I mean, they they did. And seven, four of those seven wins were by double digits. And so, you know, when, when people continuously poo-poo the ACC – and, you know, listen, it's not at the caliber of the Big Ten or the SEC. We get it. But still, you know, if you're trying to clown on the ACC, you know, the SEC had a losing record against the conference. And that, you know, that's a fact. Those stats bear that out. Um, and then this is, you know, the the onus is on Louisville, too, now, guys, because we've got to step it up in the non-conference. When you, when you get busted by – uh, USC that had a bunch of players out, and then you yep. got beat by t- the uh, by an average team up the road again this year. We've got to be able to ante up. I mean, the only the only the only marquee win that we had in the non conference was Notre Dame. So uh, we have that chance again in South Bend. I, I haven't looked at too many way too early polls, but I think what Notre Dame is what consensus top fifteen. Yes. Something like that. So I think they're going to be similar to how they were this year. Of course, going up there uh, is going to be a daunting task, but we'll see. Um, I do like the – I don't like – I'm with you. I don't like the bye in, in week three. Uh, I don't like how many game, how many games are away from home in the back half of the season. But, but overall, I do like the fact, like you guys mentioned, Clemson and Notre Dame are spaced out. Um, you still have uh, – I like the I like where the bye is in the second half of the season. There's going to be, you know, ample opportunities for Louisville to, to continue to build on the momentum that they had this season with 10 wins. And they're going to be in the neighborhood of 10 wins again. And is it is it crazy to say that Louisville could be the favorite um, opposite of Florida State? They've returned to Charlotte? I don't see why it I isn't right so, now. I don't think so, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not saying definitively, but I can't tell you who in the ACC should absolutely be ahead of Louisville other than Florida State right now. I still think when you when they vote, it'll be Clemson. It'll be it'll be Florida State, Clemson, Miami, Louisville. You think they'll put Miami ahead of Louisville? I think they will. 
Yeah, because everybody wants to buy into the Miami hype because we do this dance every they year. Got, no, it's literally because they have Cam Ward and Louisville doesn't have a big name at quarterback. I mean, I think Tyler Shuck is going to be really good, but he's he's not a he's not a flashy name like a Cam Ward. And I yeah, think that's that's, accurate. that's why Miami's going to get that bump. Now, obviously, Louisville's going to have their opportunities to prove it on the field, and I think they will. But I think from a name recognition standpoint, it'll be Florida State, Clemson, Miami, Louisville. I do have a trivia question for you guys. Can mm-hmm. you name the three current active coaches that have won a national championship? One of them's in the ACC. Dabo. Two of them yep. are in the ACC, actually. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Okay, Dabo. Mm-hmm. Um, Mac Brown. Yes. Yep, that's right. And then another active coach that's won. Right? Yeah, it's pretty recent. Oh, uh, Kirby, uh, Smart. Kirby yeah, Smart. Kirby. Yep. Wow. Yeah, because Jimbo just got fired. Jim Harbaugh just went to the NFL, and Nick Saban just retired. Wow. Man. That's crazy. It is so that's something something the ACC can boast. You forget about Mac Brown, but you do because you always think of Vince Young. You never think Mac Brown. Oh yeah, he coached that Texas team. So would yeah. you say? Obviously, it means more. <laughs> um, some whoever wins the national championship this year, it'll be the first national championship for that head coach. Yeah, unless Georgia wins it again. Yeah, so basically you're picking Georgia versus the field. Take, are you taking the field? I'll take the field. Ethan, yeah. I'm so yeah, I'm I'm taking the field. It's tw- with the 12 team playoff. You're gonna see some new new blood in there finally. Alabama's uh, not going away, even though Saban retired. They've still got talent. I don't know, dude. Do they have anybody left on that roster? Yeah, I Ohio love, State's taking it. Wow, dude, I love how the roll tide roll fans are are all up in arms about welcome know, the back. Welcome to right. the reality welcome of to college the real football. world. Yeah, welcome back. You had a nice 15-year yeah, gap where you were better than everybody, but uh-uh. That's going to close considerably. I love um, their coach from Washington. Yep. Yeah, I think he's I mean, very good. I just I, – I mean, I think they're going to be really, really good, but will Alabama fans put up with 10-2? Yeah, what, mm-hmm. happen, what happens if he only wins a national championship once every six or seven years? <sighs> That's not Alabama standards. Well, what's going to really kill Alabama fans is if Georgia is – Winning national championships on a consistent basis, which they're already doing. Yeah, which so and they'll probably do it some more. I really think Washington made a, head, a good hire too, getting Jed yeah, Fish Jed out Fish. of Arizona. Yeah. Well, since you guys asked, there's a couple of uh, news and notes and conference realignment as it relates to the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, I saw. No, it, it, it's brief. It, it is. It is um, important to what's going on in the conference. So. Yeah. Florida State had a quick board of trustees meeting this morning. It got passed. Um, this was just basically to okay some financial move that would allow them. That there was some talk about them working with J.P. Morgan, and I don't even understand how how it would work, but it would be something along the lines of them lining up money. It was some sort of massive loan, and um, there was a tweet that that specifically it termed it um it's like auxiliary financial funds for um the athletic department so the <laughs> speculation was it got okayed is that when um if the money is there they already have the okay to 
to pay that up front, and that would be roughly the $572 million plus legal fees to leave the ACC. There's no timeline. It was not confirmed that that's what it was for, but how it was worded would lead you to believe that that is exactly what that is for. So, guys, I mean, I know we had been talking about this in the past, you know, I always was saying, no, 2030, that's the year you kind of really got to pay attention to for teams to leave conferences. But I think now, I wouldn't be shocked, guys, if this was Florida State's last year in the ACC. Really? Yeah, I think there's a good chance that actually happens. And your other uh, news and notes from the North Carolina Board of Regents, um, they uh, oversee, I believe it's the entire – North Carolina colleges, so it's NC State. So basically, UNC and NC State would have to go more or less as a package deal because it would have to be approved by some 24-member North Carolina Regency Board. So basically, if just you know, uh, just for poops and giggles, if you will, <laughs> uh, if if you know the Big Ten said, hey, we want to take North Carolina. And, but not NC State, then they would have to be like a unanimous vote uh, for North Carolina just to leave on their own now. This is a, apparently there's a lot more layers now uh, because they do not want um, – I think the, the gist was they don't want the, those teams to leave the ACC. But if they do, they don't want – UNC and now NC State are basically tied at the hip. So it has to be a package deal – and maybe that, maybe that gives the Big Ten pause, and they go after Virginia instead. If, um, if that's years on down the road, or if it's a lot sooner, if Florida State wins their lawsuit. So, what I'm thinking, um, if Florida State doesn't want to play the legal long game, um, this move that that was at least okayed by this board and for the athletic department, they will be allowed to to use funds in some sort of loan. Um, to get out a lot faster, but you're you're looking at you know well over a billion dollars or half a billion dollars when it's all said and done. I mean, a half a over a half a billion dollars with a B to switch conferences. But where are they going? That's the thing. I think, I, listen, like, I don't think I think if Florida State leaves, they're going to the Big Ten. I, I'm not even considering Florida State going to the SEC because they already have. You know, they already have the University of Florida there. And I know now you had Texas, Texas A&M. Yep. But I think now Florida State is more attractive to the Big Ten. And, you know, the SEC, at least publicly, has said that they, they're good with They're good they right are. now, yeah. But the Big Ten doesn't have um, a Florida team. Maybe maybe they're, they're like the ACC now, and they can hang out with, what, uh, 17 schools now? Or they have, they have 18? They have 18. Maybe they hang around with 19 schools and wait. Uh, no, they'll a bring Miami years. with them. But what if Florida State loses their? If Florida State loses their their uh, legal battle, then I think they're going to have to stay a lot longer because Miami won't have anywhere near this like 600 million. Right. No. To to leave, but yeah, I mean, if Florida State wins their lawsuit, then certainly I'm with you there. Miami's going to be their partner, but. I'm thinking, man. I'm thinking that Florida State is is lining this up. They're they're having these other options, and they might not even want to wait for for this legal battle because it could take a couple of years. I I, I really think, man, that they they might they might be announcing a move during the during the middle of this upcoming football season, 
and that is their intention to leave the ACC and be a quote-unquote free agent in air quotes and then have a conference uh, either the Big Ten or the SEC again my my belief this is going to be a big the Big Ten calling them and then they can invite them because there's not going to be any invitations there's not going to be any buzz about them getting invited when they're still technically a member of the ACC so I think they're they're certainly you talk about putting your money where your mouth is Florida State's doing just that they are and and it's so it would be crazy to me but you know everything else that we've seen in college realignment lately nothing faces me but seeing an ACC without Florida State is is odd it's like the Pac-12 not existing um it would just or it, having you know SMU Cal and Stanford in the yeah, ACC there. Yeah, yeah you know um it would just be weird and and to see them go to the Big 10 then you know, does the Big Ten stay pat at 19, or do they bring Miami? And then what What does the ACC do at that point? Because I think if, if Florida State wins their legal battle, then you've pretty much punctured some off. major holes yeah. in the grant of rights, and you've given North Carolina and NC State and Miami and Clemson a, a get-out-of-jail-free card. That just opens up the floodgates for everybody else in the ACC, and then it becomes a free-for-all, and yeah. that's the death of the conference as we know it. Absolutely. It ends up... You're exactly right. Does, so, if Florida State gets out, Ethan, and, and they win, does the ACC become the next Pac-12? No, because I think they have so many other teams, but I do think the scenario unfolds where the top brands leave. Top brands being Florida State, Clemson, UNC, Miami. Some some form of them. What yeah. happens to I Duke? I Duke's think the weird the one in all of this. Yeah. But I think but I still think guys, I mean, think about it. If if you go down from from seventeen to thirteen now, there is that contractual language where if they go to below, what, a certain number, I think it's 15, mm-hmm. then they're going to have to renegotiate. Right. But I still think there's a, there's other scenarios still a player. So, for example, let's just say Florida State loses their legal battle but still uses this thing that this board of trustees just okayed um, for the foreseeable future, talking about moving hundreds of millions of dollars for a loan. Let's just say they do that and Florida State leaves. Well... Then the conference has over $500 million at their disposal. If you can sit there and say, hey, Clemson, you know, hey, North Carolina, we value you. We value all of our members. Here's some here, you know, here are, you know, other installments. Yeah. And it could be, you know, it could be conference wide. And if you want, say, hey, um, since, you know, you're a charter member here, we value you. I mean, I don't care if, if let's say, let's say they gave. Clemson, you know, North Carolina, whatever, $75 million to stay or $100, $100 million and over to the next four years. Well, then, okay, that's an additional $25 million. So then now you're, you're basically in the same lane as your SEC and Big Ten brother. Now you're probably still a little bit lower, but, I mean, you're not in a huge – there's not a huge chasm – between those programs and those other programs in the big two conferences. So I still think that, and you know, why not ride it out till what was that? 2027 when they, when they can going to have to re relook at some things, you yeah. know, they have the grant of rights to 2036, but I believe they're going to have to negotiate again to, to sign up through 27 to 36. So 
why not say, hey, we can give you this installment of $100 million for the next four years. Hang with us. Let's see Let's see what the landscape look like, looks like. And then, you know, maybe we can re- renegotiate. Notre Dame stays on board as the quasi-member that they are. Um, they put their, they throw their weight around and say, hey, we're willing to, to continue the partnership that we have with the league. Um, and then you're still making, you know, a lot more money with the newer additions of Cal Stanford and SMU. So, I mean, I still think if those teams, I mean, Florida State is gone, but they're, they've already they've already declared their divorce intentions. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still think in their heart of hearts, you know, Carolina is willing to be more patient. Clemson, who is certainly going down the same road Florida State is, I still feel like they're willing to be a little bit more patient, and they don't have to get out. They're not they're – not, wanting to leave in the manner that Florida State They're not is. kicking and screaming and whining the way Florida State is. No, and I don't foresee Clemson trying to arrange some deal where they can borrow, you know, when counting legal fees, over $600 million just to leave a conference. Um, and again, at the end of the day, still, the ACC has access to the college football playoff that is now 12 teams. I mean, gentlemen, isn't at the end of the day the whole – the whole thing while you do this is right. to make the college football playoff. Yeah. You have the access. And it's never been easier to make the playoff than it is right now. Yeah. So as long as you have kinda, that, you should stay together. Yeah. Or at least you know, yeah, twenty thirty six or twenty thirty, you know, we can reassess. But I don't know about how you feel about this, gentlemen, but I, I feel like the, the meteorites bubble will burst. At the next go around, and that in 29, 30, 31, whenever the Big Ten and the SEC, they're still going to be commanding um, a lot of money, and they're going to be the top two uh, revenue producers. But I still don't think I don't think we're ever going to see a day where where schools are getting paid a hundred million dollars per year per team. I just I don't see it. I I think you're right. I think at some point with with streaming and and everything and and what feels like we're going away from the traditional you know sit down and turn on your TV and and cable and watch sports i think it's going to change and i think the money is not going to be there long term probably by the end of the grant of rights uh for the ACC i, I just don't foresee that money being there i think that money is going to continue to grow in other aspects of college athletics you think streaming becomes a bigger platform now because we've seen NFL playoff games on Peacock and I we're think seeing so. college basketball regularly on Peacock. I don't think we're ever going to get to the point where the biggest games are on streaming, but I think it will be a bigger presence than it is right now. I still think, look, the big games still draw a lot of people. 56 million people watch the Chiefs play the Bills. Yep. If your product is compelling, people are still going to watch it. What, 30 million people watch Michigan and Alabama and the Rose Bowl? Like, Sports are not dying by any means people are going to watch so i don't know if they'll command as much money in the next go round, but i don't know if the it's bubble's gonna, gonna burst either i think it might fair. be somewhere in the that's middle fair. that's fair 8150 is the number the ups jobs text line is 3831 you can get us get at us that way what just uh, happened bad. in the alabama auburn game so they're Did having the power go out they're having a lighting issue in this alabama auburn basketball game right now over on espn if they cannot get the red lights in the in the arena to turn back to the white lights so that they can play the game, so well, it just means more. They have all that money; they can't. They don't yeah, have right, enough money really. to fix those lights. Yeah. So half of the stadium 
is lit in red and the mo the majority of the court is lit in red and there's like one pocket of white light yeah and it's it's extremely bizarre so is this going to happen again if the ravens and 49ers play in the super bowl just like what happened last time they played in the super bowl <laughs> it could very well yeah very well could. yeah out in vegas a little power outage out in vegas yeah. you never know what's Oopsies. going to happen yeah the sphere yeah. took too much of the the power <laughs> well that and you talk about streaming i mean it, the internet's great um until it doesn't work right yeah until that's right wi-fi goes out you know what i mean so uh-huh that's, and we did that. We finally now we had uh, gone on the YouTube TV train, but yes. my wife finally canceled Spectrum, DVR box, all that stuff. Oh so wow! We now all streaming, and you know I, I was wanting to hold out to be honest with you, but until once Spectrum <laughs> messed with my college football, I'm like, nope, we're going we're we're going to just do the streaming around. I'm not I'm not messing with this anymore. So. Yeah. And it is, man. I can recommend YouTube TV. Oh, it's uh, fantastic. Enough. It's the best of the streaming services. I don't think there's any doubt about it as is far it as really? television. Because we're Hulu yeah. Live people in our house. And I feel like it's ridiculously expensive now. They just keep jacking the price up. Yeah. Hit up YouTube TV. You well, get YouTube, a little, um, yeah. You, you get a, um, you know, a, I think a, what is it, the first three months or the first month, you get a little discount. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's around seventy-two dollars a month. Or yeah, something. it's not bad. Okay. Plus, you get you can get Sunday NFL ticket if you want. Oh, nice. Red Zone, you everything. Can, you can watch, you know, four games at once. Oh, that's one uh, of the greatest inventions of all time, by the way. The multi-view, the quad box. I'm, I'm, I'm in my home studio. I got it on right now. I got Providence, Seton Hall, NC State, Virginia, LSU, Georgia, and Miami, Notre Dame. Guys, um, get it before you, March Madness, seen, Taylor. You you'll thank us oh, later. One hundred percent. Have you all seen the Virginia NC State score yet? If not, no, I, no. I got to tell you, four and a half minutes to go in the first half. It's eighteen to fourteen. <laughs> Virginia. Virginia basketball. Ugh. There it is. I Murder mean, ball. I, so what's the over I, under on Saturday for Louisville? What's their team total? I'm gonna be I, interested to see what the team total is. Um. I'm probably going to put it – because remember, man, Virginia is such a different team away from home. Yeah. I, I would say probably 58-and-a-half, 59-and-a-half. Oh, I'm taking the under. That's it. Yeah, I'd take the under. <laughs> Virginia um, – the one thing that's evergreen about Louisville basketball is they struggle with Virginia. Doesn't matter who the coach is. Doesn't matter what the players are. Virginia beats them yeah, anyway. Guys, if, if we don't beat the Hoos on Saturday – like then we're never beating them. <laughs> it's almost like a team up the road proposition. Well, I mean, well I'm not gonna put buckle the, in. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say if Kenny Payne can't beat somebody, then we're never gonna beat them. Because I mean, well, that's true. Well, let me ask you this, E Money. Because we we talk about to go back to your conference realignment for a minute. We talk about you know the ACC ceasing to exist, and they're becoming just the Big Ten, the SEC, and the Big 12. Why is it, and I I think I know the answer, but I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Why is it that there's this foregone assumption that the ACC will be the team, the, the conference that falls by the wayside, and not the ACC will cannibalize the Big 12, and then the Big 12 will be the conference that falls by the wayside, is it because the Big 12 was aggressive early and the ACC wasn't? 
I think it's honestly, dude, it's because um, uh, I think it depends on the timing. If if you know if there's somehow a mass exodus in the next two or three years, the ACC is hurting. But if it's closer to to 20, 29, 30, then that's when the grant of rights expires for the Big 12. I believe the Big 12 grant of rights expires in 2030. So now when you have that uncertainty, then, you know, if, 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 if you're talking about that time frame from when teams are looking around, then I'd certainly think you would have the ACC with ESPN's backing with the ACC network to, to make a move with them. Um, but if it's if it's relatively soon, I don't think so because the the Big 12 would be faced those schools would be faced with the same thing the ACC schools are right now and their own grant of rights. And the thing is, those are all worded the same way to have the the, the legal teeth that they do. Yeah. So um, I think that it, again, if if this happens in five or six years down the road, the ACC could be the front runner, um, depending on who leaves. Uh, because re- remember, right now the ACC is getting about um, an average of about ten million per team more than the Big Twelve is right now. So, or the projected payouts under their new grant of rights that they're coming in at about thirty-one million or so. Yep. Um, and the ACC is at forty, and there's supposed to be, and there's going to be that bump <clears throat> with the ACC network, and there's going to be an additional bump now because of the three new markets or the two new markets rather that the ACC network is in they're in two different states and they can charge higher carriage fees when there's an ACC team in that specific state so they're gonna they're gonna have a financial bump I, I would not be shocked at all to see the ACC well above 10 million per team per year more than the big 12 and then at the end of the day we all know it money talks so money talks so if you're if if the scenario that you gave earlier of Clemson, or I mean, uh, Florida State leaving and the ACC taking that money and going to Clemson and Carolina and Miami and saying, okay, you guys take, you know, $100 million a year for the next four years and hang out with us. That puts us at, what, 2020? 2028, 2027, 2028, somewhere around in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. At that point, you're two years until the grant of rights for the Big 12 is up. Because theirs is up in what 2030. Yeah, it's 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 in that it's in that ballpark. Okay. At that point, is the is the ACC in a position to be an aggressor if Clemson and whomever are like look we need we still need more we need more money we need more um or we're we're out well then it 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 just depends on how quickly they're motivated to leave if they're still if they're willing to work with the league then you know potentially but then it becomes could the big 12 be the aggressor i mean if you have florida state clemson miami and unc gone the the big 12 is more attractive yeah so it would depend too on how many of the biggest brands leave. I think they could sustain two brands leaving because again, <clears throat> the idea would be you would still have the Notre Dame affiliation in all sports, and that's still a big deal. As annoying as it is that they're still independent <laughs> in football, that is a big deal. And remember, the ACC got a pretty attractive bowl lineup for the simple fact that those bowls could select Notre Dame a, a time or two. So. Um, 
as long as you have their backing as well and you only and you lose no more than two brands, then you could be in that aggressive role. But any more than that, you know, the, the Big 12 looks like the looks like the better landing spot. And, you know, in, in that situation, I would prefer Louisville to go to the Big 12. Now, if if there's a minimal amount of brands leave the ACC, I would love for Louisville to call the ACC home for forever. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But I think up to answer your question completely, it's up to the timing and how aggressive uh, those teams are if they want to leave. Right now, we know what Florida State is. We know that Clemson is in the same boat and UNC potentially as well. But I still think with those two schools, you know, they're voicing their displeasure. They're doing their due diligence, but they're not they're, they're not wanting to spend a half a billion dollars to get out that quick. I I, th- I think you're right. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting season because I agree with you what you said earlier. We're gonna have some clarity. I think this year, uh, at some point, probably mid season, of what they're going to do, what what Florida State is going to do, and I think that's because gonna they, be very interesting. There's a date that they have to let the conference know by, or mm-hmm. they owe even more. Um, so and there was all I think it's uh, it was in that August. So yeah, tell you're right. It could be earlier than that. I think it was August fifteenth or something like that, where they were going to have to notify. There's a lot of speculation that they're going to tell the ACC they're looking to leave. They're going to they're going to give them their formal notice. Yeah. Didn't happen. But I think that could be the case this August. Uh, the, way, the way they're going, uh, they're 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 certainly serious about about moving on. And then when you you know you make your your fight that public. I sure can't make the offices and Charlotte very happy either. No, not at all. I mean, nothing about this scenario can it. There's no way this ends amicably for the ACC and Florida State. No, no, that went out the window a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and so, but but then also too, some industry sources have said that how Florida State has handled it has turned them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see that too. Like, listen, you know, the big, the Big Ten and the SEC don't have to do anything. No. And it's important. And it's important to remember that you know the SEC was kind of probing the ESPN for a little bit more money for a ninth conference game, and the ESP and ESPN said, no, we don't have the money for that. So we're not going to pay you anymore for a ninth game. So they don't have to add schools as attractive as a Clemson and a Florida State would be in a North Carolina. They don't. Those two leagues don't have to add anybody else with the amount of money they're bringing in. No, but if there's a if there's a split, and these schools are free agents, then all bets are off. There would be nothing funnier to me than to Florida for Florida State to, you know, bolster like they're doing and and get out of the ACC, and then the Big Ten not have a unanimous vote. And then they just not get in, and now they're an independent. Or they end up in the Big Twelve. <laughs> yeah, for less money. Which, yeah. yeah, I mean, if I'm choosing between the Big Twelve and the ACC, even with the ACC's problems, I'm still picking the ACC every time. I mean, the, that would be great. Yeah. Who is the alpha of the Big Twelve right now? By the way, it, since Oklahoma and Texas left, who Ooh. is? It would be Florida State if they went there, but they're that's not a going. good question. Who is? Is it Oklahoma State? Is it Baylor? TCU? I feel like TCU wants to be. I feel like just from a financial perspective, it's probably Oklahoma State. That's a really tough question. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean basketball-wise, of course, it's Kansas. Had Jedfish stayed. Ar- Arizona. I think Arizona would have run rough shot over the league yep. next season. But yep. now, I, I don't it know. Could, it could be Colorado if Dion gets it figured out. That's out there. Yeah, that's I mean, probably the most likely one if Colorado if, but that's if Dion why, though, figures but that's it out. That's why that league was is so attractive, man. Could you imagine like Louisville, Arizona, Louisville, Kansas, and basketball once things get right? The Big Twelve <laughs> and basketball this year just it's insane. And then too, but if you're a lifelong Louisville fan, Taylor, how cool would it be to see Louisville play Cincinnati and West Virginia every year in football? Yeah, again? I mean, absolutely, that's, that would be cool. Now, I would prefer things stay how they are right now. But, I mean, listen, if we could somehow work our way into the Big 12 uh, and, and you're in one of the three or four power leagues, whatever the number is, if you are, if Louisville is in a league that's a power league and it has access to the college football playoff, then that's all you need. We're not going to see any of that $50 million a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just fans and media members. So it's like there's a lot, there's a lot worse destinations Louisville could be in. I would prefer we stay in this one. But, I mean, I think there's certainly a fallback option. You have natural rivalries that you could, you know, invent. You have natural rivalries that you can reinvent, like I talked about, with Cincinnati and West Virginia. I mean, just just think if, if the time came and, and the it was open season on the ACC, the Big 12 could go get Louisville, Pitt, Syracuse, Virginia Tech. I mean, that's still all in that, that kind of eastern footprint you have natural rivalries from previous leagues. And then they can um, break up into the old Big East and the Big 12. <laughs> they could come yeah, up in was, divisions. Exactly. It, you could have it. Yes, you could you could have the Big 12, but you could have 12 teams in the West, Midwest and then 12 teams in the East. You could be the 24 power, you could be the the largest power conference. You would have the best basketball and it, I know that doesn't move the financial needle, right? Uh, but still, but then for football, you still have a lot of attractive brands. I you mean, don't I, have you don't you don't have like the you know the Georgia or the or the Clemson or Florida State in this scenario, but you have a lot of very very good programs. I think if if Louisville was in the Big Twelve with some of these teams, and you had on any given year a schedule of you know Pitt, Syracuse. Virginia, Virginia Tech, West Virginia, Cincinnati, and then throw in, uh, you know, Kansas in football, or Houston or TCU, um, or Baylor. I mean, I think a lot of people, Arizona. I think a lot of people, that would be a pretty decent landing spot for the Louisville. Yeah. Especially I mean, if they can bring along, I would like to see them bring along NC State too. Yes, uh, that would certainly be um, a good fix of it. But then, do you get Duke for their basketball, or would Duke? Yeah, you have to because they got you know you would you would hope so. But then, if not, you're looking at Duke in the Big East for basketball. Then they're <laughs> going to have to park their football somewhere. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's why it's always fun to speculate. But I still feel like outside Duke football of in the State, MAC or the Sun Belt. Yeah, get some. <laughs> Get some Blue Devil football, baby, on uh, action. App, App State and, and Duke for the Sun Belt title. Man, and then by that time, Satterfield will be back at App State. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, man. Well, let's um, 
you know, I'm 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 only going to do part time duty tonight. Hopefully, you don't hear me coughing too much in the background. No, you're but, not that bad. Um, but basketball, man, um, more of the same. wasn't It wasn't a huge shock. Uh, I did the post game last night, Taylor. There was not a lot of surprise. Um, there wasn't anybody overly, overly angry. I think people have said their piece. Yep. Um, it's it's kind of a lot of the same. Uh, and that, but that's what happened yesterday is about what I thought. You know what I mean? The spread was 14 and a half. Louisville barely covered that one. Shouts out to the Cards. Um, <laughs> but like, we see this pattern now. Louisville didn't start slow in the first segment like they have in the past, but overall, and you know, well within the first half, you get down by 18. Um, you you cut it to 11 at the half, and then like UNC, you get it down to five. But guys, <clears throat> this narrative now that I'm continuing to hear is like nails on a chalkboard. I don't want to hear about Louisville fighting, coming back, yep, playing hard, or being competitive. I had a two-game window where we could all do that. And th- this is like my response is, you know, when, when they were like, oh, they're, they're, they fought back. Well, don't get down by 18 to begin with. I thought your opening monologue was spot on last night. Well, I appreciate that, sir. Yes, but you said—I mean, you said that last night—that you know we're done hearing about they played hard. We're done hearing about they fought back, and you're absolutely right. Can we say something else, by the way? Reese Davis and John Crispin, the broadcasters, doing the constant head padding of this is a good crowd, and you know they the sky hasn't totally fallen. And Reese Davis doing his best to defend everything about Kenny Payne, like. Can we just stop with the head padding? You don't want to be told that you're bad. You already know that you're bad. Right. And then to have people just feel sorry for you, isn't that just a whole new level of ineptitude? Like, I'm sorry. Congratulations. They played hard. That should be a requirement. That shouldn't be something that we talk about. Oh, Zampane dived on the floor for, dove on the floor for a loose ball. Congratulations. He should be doing that every time he's out there. Brandon Hundley Hatfield had a good game. Congratulations. He should be. Like, there is no moral victory. There is no, we lost by less points than the team up the road lost to South Carolina. It's funny, but look, <laughs> you can't make, yeah, I, yeah. Let, let's just call it a spade a spade. Right now, you can't really make fun of the team up the road too much because of where your position no. is. And that's the sad thing about where your position is. You can't make fun of them for losing to South Carolina when you're out here losing to Arkansas Everyone. State. And everybody, yeah. The, one of the teams that beat Louisville this year in one of their three wins just fired their basketball coach. Yep. I'm the, the the Louisville win was not enough for the DePaul head coach to keep his job. It was one yeah. it, it made up 33% of his wins this year. It was probably one of the reasons he got fired. Probably. <laughs> Gosh, this this is where we are though. You can't beat Louisville. You You're did out. beat you, you Get did, out. yeah. Losing yeah. to Louisville this yeah. year is a fireable offense. Yeah. Like Miami, well, Jim Larnega, they're going to miss out in the NCAA tournament because they lost to Louisville. It'd be like Clemson last year. They pulled him in yeah, the I office and were like, Louisville was your was your your best win this season. You're done. You're out. Well, I mean, what I think Miami is what lost four of the last five, so they're not even a tournament team. Yeah, right they've now. gone into Joe, complete tailspin since that game. Yeah, Joe Lenardi has three ACC teams <sighs> in the tournament right now. Who's, Dude, who's what the happened? Who's the third? North Carolina, Duke. Who's the third? I think it's Clemson. It's still Clemson. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the most likely one. Florida State Wake. is working their way back into it. Mm-hmm. Wake's Wake still in, the, yeah, close. Yep. NC State, Virginia. Boy, this is just what in the hell happened to the yeah. ACC? Uh, it's the KP effect. 
it's just permeating through the league. Yeah, it's a stench. I don't know, man. Well, I, I but but still, guys, this is this is also why you can look forward when they when there's the coaching search and they get a new coach in there with the ACC not being the as traditionally strong as as it is in the past. That's even more room for Louisville to really make a splash in year one of the new coach and and quickly because you don't have outside of you know three or four teams. I mean, I still like Louisville on most years. We should be able to be like Clemson, NC State, Virginia Tech. You know those those middle of the road teams that can give you fits from time to time. Year in and year out, though, Louisville should beat those teams a lot more than they lose to them. And yep. I think with with how the ACC is now, and then when you get a new coach that um, that can do a good job, I think that's that's where you can add some wins rather quickly as well. No, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent and and i whoever this next head coach is going to be for louisville i the key thing for them to do immediately is put the staff together don't let it be what it was the last time where we're just waiting for anybody to join the staff and what's really going to be difficult and people kind of need to understand this part of it too, whoever the next head coach is going to be is going to rely almost exclusively on the transfer portal to put this roster together because Louisville has nobody committed in the 2024 class. No. And you know, there's going to be ag- some say that again via transfer. How many people do they have committed? Zero. Yeah. We nobody. Talked, yeah. We talked about this on, uh, on Louis' show earlier, like the team up the road has three McDonald's All Americans committed on their yeah. team, and Louisville can't get you know Joe Schmo nobody off the street. Like we can't even. You, you talk about checked out. You're not even. You can't even land a. They're one of the only Power Six school in the country without anybody signed for next year. Ethan, would you call that it, now? Is that letting the cake bang? Somebody, well, somebody asked me this at work, and I was like, "That's a really good question." Is that dereliction of duties? Like, is that a four-cause fireable offense when you have no prospects, no commits for your 2024 class? Maybe, and the only reason I say maybe is because I don't think, I mean, technically, they didn't even have a spot open. But due to the COVID year and players' eligibility, I believe everybody is eligible to come back next year if they so uh, chose to to do that. Because so that's I what we that, all want. More yeah. Zampane, baby. So, but I think that could be the rationale. He can say, listen, we didn't have any many openings. So I was strategic with yeah. who I was recruiting. But this Move it in silence. Again. That's what you're going with. And then, though, Karan Davis, you have that one. Well, where's that scholarship? Okay, that, that didn't happen. Uh, Yovanovich, again, you needed to get impact guys in here, shooters, and, the, and, and you chose to give two of your scholarships to players who, who can't play at this level. Yep. I mean, that, that's fireable. And when you have, you have us media gas bags, you have your casual everyday fans sitting there saying, we need some shooters. Why do we have so many wings? We, you know, where's the where's the point guards? You know, infamously from year one, this year it was this year it was um, it was shooters. We don't have enough shooters, and so um, I do think over the last what 
six or seven games, the shots have been falling. They have been they have been playing better offensively. But you still need we need a knockdown shooter when like it's a spot up like Ryan McMahon, you know it was going down. We yep. don't have one. And that's just part of you know the one of the many issues under this coaching staff. Absolutely. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. Top of the hour. Ethan's gonna go get to, get some rest, buddy. Get to get to feeling better. I will I will do so, sir. You guys you guys hold it down for me. We and, will do uh, that. Sure L's, thing. L's up, baby. L's up all the way. All right, we will take a break. On the other side, Zach and I will get into some more basketball conversation. I've got something here pulled up from the Twitter X uh, that I think that you will find pretty interesting, Zach. So we will get to that. Get to your calls and your texts. 8150-939-3831-939 is the text line if you want to hit us up that way. Keep it locked. Hour number two of LSL coming up right Regulators. You regulate any stealing of his property. We're damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Gotta be handy with the steal if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warren G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the E so I could get some phones. Rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G. Seen a car, uh. girls, ain't no need to tweak. Welcome back in hour number two, Louisville Sports Live, the city's longest running all UFL sports talk show right here on 93.9 The Ville. Taylor Lynch, Zachy C, hanging out with you guys for hour number two. Ethan Moore, uh, hopefully, getting himself a lozenge and uh, maybe some coughs, some cough medicine, uh, getting getting to feel better. Um, so we talked a lot of football in hour number one. Uh, I plan to do more of that uh, at some point here in hour number two. Uh, some breaking news that came out just about at the top of the show, in case you did not hear it. Uh, Jim Harbaugh on his way to be the new head coach of the LA Chargers. Uh, so Michigan in the market now for a head football coach, uh, former Louisville assistant, Sherrell Moore, probably going to be on the top of that list, currently the OC there at Michigan. I will say that, though, that is a big job for somebody that has never been a head coach before. Yep. Um, we know something about giving people uh, head coaching jobs when they've never been a head coach before. Uh, so let me just warn the Michigan faithful that that uh, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a, a word to the wise of the Michigan faithful, you know, just tread lightly. Um, but I do think he would he would do a, a really good job there, and, and he did uh, in both times where he had to step in as an interim. So that coming out uh, just a little while ago, I fully expect within the next, I would say, day or so now uh, that we will get the Bill Belichick. Uh, to Atlanta news. I'm just waiting for that one. Yeah, why uh, haven't they just hired him already? Like, I, I thought it was weird when they were like, hey, Bill, we need a second interview. Like, you... Who needs... He it? won yeah. six Super Bowls. He's yeah. been to a billion. Like, all he had to do on his resume for the Falcons, like, you know, when they, when they put down, like, name a time you overcame adversity in a certain situation. All he had to write is 28-3. <laughs> exactly. They, the Falcons should have just hired him based on that alone. Yeah, I don't quite understand uh, what more the Falcons could need to know about Bill Belichick, but I digress. Um, so, yeah, I fully expect that news to come out soon, uh, that Belichick 
will be the will be the new head coach uh, there. That would be so my we'll guess. See. Yeah, it's got to happen. You, you tell me, Bill Belichick. Nobody wants to hire him. I I don't get it. I know he's not the best general manager in the world, but he's the greatest coach that ever lived. Exactly. Texer says that uh, Michigan football uh, needs a new head coach. These Michigan people are saying go after Pete Carroll. What the hell? Yeah, Pete Carroll's not going back to. He's, he's not, not going, going to back Michigan. to college. No, and he's, he is and not. He's not going to Michigan. No. If Pete Carroll's going anywhere, he's going to like, I don't know, Florida. What is it? Uh, Florida Atlantic. Yeah. FAU. So he can go hang so out go in Boca Raton. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, no. Nice little retirement gift there for Pete. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Texter says Scott Satterfield or not, I want the keg and nails game back. So, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if Louisville were to find their way into the Big 12 at some point. There were people talking about, oh, if Michigan, if Harbaugh ends up leaving, they should call Jeff Brom. Like, I'm sure they'll call Jeff Brom. I don't think he's going to answer right now. <laughs> I don't think so either. And that is the nicest part about all of this that we've seen over the last, you know, two weeks with Nick Saban retiring and then Washington heads coach going to take uh, Kalen DeBoer going to take the uh, Alabama job and then Jed Fish going to take uh, the the Washington job and and it has been so nice yeah to just sit back and watch it all and be like oh god this is so interesting and not be like oh god they're gonna come after our guy like you know what the, that's been the best part the only good part about Michigan winning the national title is literally it's been what two weeks no one cares. Like, we talked about 50 million other things oh, yeah. that happened in college football. That got forgotten as quickly as it ever happened. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. You just hate to see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, Ohio State just decided, you know what, we're done with this. We're assembling the Avengers. We're just going to load up and get everybody. We're just going to say everyone from Alabama. Yeah. Well, everybody and they got, wants to come. They got Jutkins from Ole Miss. Like, yep. Ryan Day finally is like, okay, crap. Now I realize my rival won a national title. Can't beat him anymore. Nope. Let's uh, Let's pay. $15 million, whatever it takes. Like, yeah. And everybody, I always like how everybody's complaining about now because it doesn't benefit the SEC. This has been a recurring theme in college football. When it doesn't benefit the SEC, oh, this is terrible. We need to get it out of the sport because no. the SEC people just want all these unfair competitive advantages. No, listen, Sorry, guys. You pay to win the game. That's the, them to be the rules. You pay to win the game. You pay to win the game. Like, people sorry. don't realize that Alabama, as great of a job as it is, they don't have the boosters that Texas has. They don't have the boosters that Georgia has. They no. don't have the boosters that Ohio State does. Like Texas or Alabama is a top five job, but it is not the best job in college football because they do not have these. Like, what famous celebrity rich people are willingly deciding? You know what? I'm gonna go live in Birmingham or Tuscaloosa, Alabama. No one. No, I do enjoy though the the fact that Jim Harbaugh comes back to college. They're ready to fire him at Michigan like Oh, three years ago. Three years gone. ago. Yeah. He wins a national championship, restores Michigan's honor yeah. by also marring them in controversy. Yeah. And he's getting out of season. Dodge right as soon as yeah. it's about to happen. Gets out. He brought up Pete Carroll earlier. That's what he did to USC when exactly. Reggie Bush that stuff was about to happen. Yeah. Gets out so that the NCAA, you know, yeah. or whatever they can do. He asked for immunity and it wasn't hammer. good enough. Yeah. Because innocent people ask for immunity. <laughs> Absolutely. Not, not that any politicians know anything about that. Would no, they? of course not. No, no, of course not. Of course not. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. Lawrence has been waiting. Lawrence, welcome in, my man. What's up? What's up, man? Um, on the whole Atlanta situation, um, the board members are the one telling the owners don't hire Bill Belichick right now. And plus, I think they're waiting to see what happened to the Buffalo Bills situation with their head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a possibility. 
he may end up getting fired. They may go after Bill Belichick. That would be that would be, that would be crazy to me to see Bill back in the in the uh, AFC with uh, with the Bills and then and then having to go back to New England and play the Patriots. That be that would be something. And I was um, I was thinking about the whole basketball situation. Yep. Somebody said somebody said something last night on the post game show about how. Um, all the, all the NIL money went into women's and foot, and men's football because Kenny probably told Josh that um hey I got Nike I got all these um, um Adidas I got Rock Nation back to me so I don't need no NIL money I can just um get players off off the street and I'm gonna be all right he probably thought he can get anybody to come come to Louisville. And he can just roll the bar out there and really didn't have to do no um, real coaching. But when that situation did not happen and he had, he actually thought he had, he had to be probably a real coach, he didn't know what to do. That's why he's in the situation he is right now because he actually thought being, um, he can do what Cal Perry did at Kentucky, just roll the bar out there and just let the pure talent take over um, – on the court, and he had better talent than everybody else, but it's not the situation. He did not understand you had to break the um, transfer portal. He did not understand you had to actually get on um, veteran guys who actually know what they're doing. Now he's in now he's in a situation where he's he's in panic mode. He don't know what to do, and now a fans who actually know what what needs to happen to have a winning program is calling him out on that. And what we are, and what we doing right now, man? We're going back and forth arguing with each other because we think we know better than we do right now. And he don't know it. And that's why we need a new coach right now who's going to break the transfer portal for the next couple of years. Hey, when, remember, what, remember what they said last year? Jeff Wall did not have no crew. How come Jeff Wall can't get no crew? And what Jeff Wall do? He got eight new transfer portal players and look with the team. Look at how that team looking right now. Yep. And Jeff Brown understands the transfer portal too. So, wherever Kenny told Josh before he took the job, wherever he told him this, this past year before he took the job, means like I got the best staff in the world, which you which you did not have. You you should have replaced at least two guys on that staff. That was Danny Manning and and the strength coach because how did you, how how is it you guys are tired all the time? How is it that you guys don't understand fundamentals when it comes to basketball and playing defense? Mm-hmm. That, like, also, I got to say one more thing. With the whole schedule this year, I kind of like it. I think, I, hey, if things go the way I think it's going to go next year, I think Brian's going to win 10 games in the regular season like, like, like I just this past year. And don't be surprised if you don't see some of these Michigan players in the trample port of Brown goes after these D linemen and offensive linemen too. Because that's a, I know that's the first thing that in your mind too. Like how many Michigan yep. players going to end the trample portal? And how many players is Brown going to go after? Because if he goes after more D linemen, more um, O linemen, watch out. Because Louisville makes the fire from teams in ACC next year. So Lawrence, do you, 
Lawrence, do you think if if Brom's going to win ten games next season with this schedule, do you think they beat the team up the road? The home, the whole main reason he go, he went hard in the transfer portal because he's still mad about rooting through a team up the road. It's, it's still bothering him right now. Mm-hmm. That's a that's the main reason why he went after so many guys in the transfer portal. That's the main reason why he um uh, um up his recruiting class. That's the main reason why. The NIL money is going up now because the team up the road pissed off Jeff Brown, and this is a result. His main his main goal right now is to beat the team up the road because he's mad about losing to the team up the road at home on Senior Day. I believe he gonna I, I believe he gonna go in um, um what is what's called um Kroger Field Kroger, Kroger, Kroger Field I believe he can go in there. And stop a mud hole in, in, <laughs> in, on the team up the road because he's so mad about losing to that game. And he's going to make sure those fans don't forget about him coming in there and stepping the mud hole on, on Kentucky. Don't be surprised if he put up 50 points because 30, because the way he put up 31 points, that wasn't enough. Because he don't want to see Kentucky put up 38 points on that defense. And, and Ron, I'm looking at you because Brown is giving you the key. They have a great defense this year, so don't mess it up. All right. Appreciate the call, Lawrence. Thanks, my man. Uh, I think you almost have to beat them next year. Like, Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about it's, it. It's getting to a point where it's like you, you almost have to handle business next year. Yeah. If you're going to win 10 games, that's got to be one of the 10. You cannot start 0-2 if you're Jeff Brom against them. You can't go to 6-7 in a row against them. No. And especially with next year possibly being the last edition of the series, we don't know if that's going to continue. That's one of the unfortunate realities of conference realignment and expansion yep. and all that kind of stuff. That's a game that... You got to get it. You have to have it. You Would rather would you rather have that game than, say, Clemson? Oof. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So I, I saw, think I'd rather have it than Notre Dame too. Yeah, probably. Well, even I mean, winning I just, in South Bend, if they win in South Bend that early in the season, that's a statement maker. I mean, it really is. I mean, the last time Louisville won there, uh, it was in November, twenty fourteen. The only 2014, time they ever won there, and it was great. Man, yep. it was awesome. Reggie Bonifon. I was at that game. That was that was so much fun. I yep. loved. I absolutely loved it. So, uh, but. We'll get to more football talk a little bit later, but I saw this on Twitter uh, before the break, and I wanted to to read this to you. There, so College Basketball Report at CBK Report on Twitter, they posted every Power Six team's odds to make the big dance. Okay, there are. Let me count them for you real quick. One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen teams. Mm-hmm. There are thirteen teams in the Power Six that have zero percent chance to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Can you name? You name me five. DePaul. Okay. Vanderbilt. Yep. Louisville. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers? No, surprisingly. Still in the Big Ten, but not Rutgers. Oh, wow. Uh, Actually, there's two in the Big Ten. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Man, he... Not Nebraska anymore, because they put it on Ohio State. Yep. Nebraska's one of them? No, Nebraska's not one of them. Yeah. You got Penn State. Penn State, yeah. Yep. And Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah. That have... So there's there's five for you. So the rest of them... I'll say Georgetown. Are they one of them? Georgetown is one of them. Uh, You've got... Michigan? Uh, No, actually. Really? Michigan's in last. So you've got Louisville, Notre Dame... Notre Dame, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, DePaul, Georgetown, Minnesota, uh, Penn State, Cal, Oregon State, UCLA, Missouri, and Vandy. That's right. That all have a 0% chance of making the NCAA tournament. Hmm. Georgia Tech has a 1% chance. BC has a 1% chance. Uh, You were close on a couple of these. Um, LSU has a 1% chance. Michigan has a 1% chance. I'd like to know where that 1% chance is with Michigan. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Maryland has a 1% chance. There's a couple that have very low percentage chances, but Louisville is in the same boat as Minnesota, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and Georgetown, and Penn State. And Cal. So this adds up to the thought a couple weeks ago. Remember when people were saying, if you ain't cheating, you're not trying, or you're Vanderbilt? There you go. Yeah. Well, and we said, we said it on, on this show, and you and I have said it, like, Louisville's in danger of becoming Georgetown. Yes. They're right there with them right now. Yeah, they both a zero have. With 0% chance of making it to the NCAA tournament. They have the same chance to make the tournament that we do. Yeah. Hell, nah. We might have a better chance, because maybe we'll go to one of the games. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State, 12% chance. Yeah, Ohio State's not making it. <laughs> I've checked out on them. No hope. No, no hope. Nope. Who Y'all can think? have Chris Holtman. <laughs> there for a while, a couple of years ago, that probably would have been a not-so-bad trade. Yeah. But now, I don't know. Oh, it'd be a good trade, I think. Who do you think of the locks right now, 100%? Team up the road. Yep. Purdue. Yep. UConn. Actually, uh, the team up the road has an 89% chance. Really? So not a lot. Okay, Purdue. But Purdue, yes. UConn. UConn, 99%. So what? close. Houston? Uh, Houston, 100%. Uh, okay. Tennessee? Mm, yes. Tennessee, 100% chance. Auburn? 100%. Lock it up. North Carolina? Lock it up. Yep. I don't think Duke's 100%, are they? Duke is 97% chance. Yeah. Uh, Kansas, also Kansas, 100% chance. Course. Baylor. Um, Baylor, close, 97%. This one kind of surprised me. These two kind of surprised me. Arizona. Arizona. And Alabama. Yeah. Alabama's surprising because they've already lost six games. Yes. Uh, but they are in They're a straight fight right now. Just, they have a great strength schedule. I think that's probably the reason for it. Yeah. They're 4-1 in conference play, and they're up right now 25 I can't believe UConn is not 100%. 99%. So. Yeah, what's the 1% that UConn doesn't make it? That's I have, what I want. I, yeah, I have no idea. There's only the defending champs, and they're only the number two team in the country. I exactly. Mean. I don't know. We'll see. I just thought that was kind of interesting. You know who's the weirdest right team to try to figure out? 
Florida Atlantic. Because they beat good teams, and then they lose to, yes. like, no one. They That's, lose to Florida Gulf Coast, and they yeah. lose to, like, Evansville or somebody. like They lost to three quad four games. That's the knock when people talk about Dusty May as the next head coach at Louisville. That's that's been the knock is like, well, look at what they did this year. Look at who they're who they're losing to this year. Yeah. Which I guess I understand. But he's still winning more games than than, than Kenny's winning right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's a lot of people winning more games than oh, that's Kenny's very winning true. right now. That's very true. Um uh, so continuing with the basketball talk, Louisville loses last night. Oh, UConn's number one. Eighty three sixty nine. They're number one. Nice. Nice point total from Louisville. Nice there. point total from Louisville. Yeah. Um, it's not so nice when uh, it's 14 less than your opponent. That's true. 100% though, did not watch the game. Of course not. What'd you, did, so what did you pick? What did you decide to do this time? What did we watch this time? You know, I don't even remember what we watched. We, we're in like this bad habit of the TV is background noise while we scroll on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm i not really 100% sure what was on. Don't you hate when you start a show and then you actually get on your phone and then oh crap i missed what yes. actually happened i have to yes. go back and rewatch it happens all the time in our house um so yeah so so i don't even know really what we watched but anything was but i i think golden girls was on in the background golden girls how about i think that? golden girls was on in the background so you were watching the cw <laughs> no uh i don't know what she had on you're get, getting ready for the uh, cw basketball on get, saturday yeah absolutely Absolutely. Ready for Curtis Williams to have himself a Louisville game. Louisville is basically the home. CW is the home of Louisville basketball now. <laughs> Sad but true. Sad but true. Um, I didn't, like I said, full disclosure, did not watch, had anything else I would rather do than watch this team. I, we all knew what was going to happen. You don't even have to watch the games at this point. Wait, know. you were into Zan Payne? You didn't want to watch any more Dude, of that? I watched enough of Zan Payne on Saturday. I'm sure he's a great kid. Sure he is. But... Man, I watched him struggle enough out there. And nobody should go after Zan Payne for not being good at basketball. That's It's not his fault. He's not the one that has to start. He's no. not the one who has to play no. 17 minutes. It's, you know, dead. He should never, ever, ever play 17 minutes. And he doesn't have the traits that you're supposed to have if you're a coach's son. You know, gritty, tough guy, first in the gym, last to leave, yeah. diving on the floor for loose balls, you know, all the kind of stuff that you're supposed to do if you're a coach's son. All the son. cliche coach's son stuff. That's right. No, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, there were some things about last night from watching some of the highlights that were decent. I mean, Brandon Huntley Hatfield with 20 points. I think he did a really good job on Filipowski for the by and large for most of the game. Oh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield has showed up in some of their bigger games this year. You got to give him a lot of credit. He has been in a in a season where there is really nothing good to talk about. He's Brandon thing. has been the good thing to talk about. That's right. Because we all kind of wondered when was he going to live up to the hype that he had coming out of high school, going to Tennessee. Um, even the hype that he had transferring from Tennessee to Louisville and everybody expecting they were going to get, you know, the type of player that you're getting right now. But we haven't seen this for most of the time that Brandon's been here. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So some of the sound we played from KP yesterday, he was like, we showed our growth. You know, we showed we could play with the team like Duke. Um, Then there was like, you know, we're, we're playing good teams. We're young. We just we just have to keep plugging away, you know, stuff like that. The, You're not playing good teams, though. That's the thing. 
Duke is you're playing Duke. They're yes. fine. Duke is good, but not by Duke standards. I'll give you that. Duke is good. Yeah. Virginia is not very good. No. They're okay. They're fine. They're not very. NC they're not great. State is decent. Pitt is not. Great. Wake Forest is not great. No, Pitt is not great. Oh, did you see North Carolina? What they did to Wake Forest on Monday? Oh God, no. Oh, like killed them. Because you know Wake Forest didn't. It wasn't a layup line at the three point line. Well, they actually they came were, up and guarded them. How about that? That's what they were saying on the broadcast on Saturday. It was like, well, you know, this is great that Wake is doing this, but they should probably save some of these threes for Monday night because Carolina is not going to let them do this. And they did not. No, of course not. Because Carolina played. Carolina could have played a a sliver of defense, and and won that game. And yes. the frustrating part with Louisville right now, offensively, if they're giving good minutes they're doing good things offensively they're There's giving flashes. you just about as much as you could ask for offensively sure it's the defensive side of the ball where i have no idea what they're trying to do what's the game plan what like, the, yeah what is the thing that they're trying to do i have no idea like i've seen teams that not be very good on defense before, but there's a plan. Like they, ju- they're trying to trap and they just can't do it. Or they're trying to play zone. They're trying to play zone. They can't do it. Like, oh, but at least they go in with a strategy. What is KP's strategy? I don't I, know. Is it like there is no strategy. Is he doing the Trump thing? Yeah. They, they never had a strategy. There is no strategy. I don't know. I, I really don't. I have no idea what they're trying to do defensively. No. And, and but he said, you know. We we don't need to be world beaters. We just need guys that are. We need to be average, like. But they don't. You're, even, you're telling me you want to be average, okay? They don't even do the little things. Like no. you can. Effort shouldn't take any talent. You can get beat back door. You know you can give up a three, but when you're getting smoked in transition, when you're just not getting back defensively. Right, like that's a problem for me. That's yep. that's effort. That's energy, which that's doesn't take talent. intensity. No, it doesn't. It just takes effort. And I think that was probably the plan with putting Zan Payne in there. Was that Kenny hoped that he would get the energy and the effort? Yeah, but it didn't happen. Did, no, I mean the the highlight that we saw of Zan leaving the guy just wide open at the three point line in that Wake Forest game. Which pretty much everybody was wide open. And for as bad as they have been defensively, if they just clean up a few things, they probably win a few more games. Yeah. Like, they don't have to be incredible defensively. But, like, if you can guard a three-point shooter at all, at any point, then they probably win a few of these games. They're not getting buried by Wake Forest the way that they did on Saturday. Um, and then last night, I mean, last night Louisville didn't play a terrible game. They scored 69 points. They were close in the second half. They battled. We talked about it with Ethan. You know, these are eventually we're going to have to stop talking about that kind of stuff. Yes. Battling and, and fighting back. I mean, Louisville did shoot 46% from the field, so did Duke. And that, but the frustrating part is the stretches they've shown against North Carolina and the stretches they've shown against Duke. If they would show those stretches against NC State and Wake Forest and Pitt, those games can be wins. It's, yeah. it's like they play harder based on level of competition. And like 
we would have worked with it if they would have just gone ahead and beaten the teams that they're supposed to beat absolutely and dominated the way they're supposed to and then they win some of these 50 50 ACC games and yeah you're probably you're outgunned against North Carolina guess what so is just about everybody so, yeah. else in college basketball you're outgunned against Duke yeah so is everybody in the ACC except North Carolina people wouldn't kill you for that it's when you show the talent that's on display that can play with North Carolina for a period of time can play with Duke for a period of time and you don't do it against the lower level ACC teams that you should be beating or yeah they, you should be winning these games. You should be beating Wake Forest. I'm sorry. You should be. You should be beating Pitt. You should be beating NC State. And they're not doing that. If Louisville were, t- I'm, I'm, we're watching Alabama Auburn here in the studio. If Louisville were 12 and six right now, yeah, I don't think we would even be having a discussion about Kenny's got to go. I don't think we would. I think we would say, you know what, year one wasn't great, and it was year one for everybody out there. Mm-hmm. It was still it, year it one. It did happen. He collected a paycheck. Apparently, People paid to go watch the yeah, games. and they didn't get the refunds. Nope. But if they were 12-6 and six this year, we'd be talking about how much the team's improved, and, yep. you know, they were a piece or two away. I think we would be doing that. But, you know, instead, what he's doing is doing the George Costanza thing where he's trying to get fired from the Yankees, and he drives the World Series trophy around. <laughs> Just that, that was his move by starting Zan Payne. That was the George Costanza, I'm trying to get fired please go ahead and fire me so I can get my $2 million buyout. Yeah. And instead we've got a coach doing that and, you know, doing nothing on the recruiting trail whatsoever. So obviously he's checked out there. He doesn't think he's coming back. Like, do you think that's what that is? What else would it be? Other than he's just an inept recruiter, which he's not. He's not, but I don't think, I don't think Kenny is self-aware enough to know that he's not getting a year three. You re- I really, yeah, he probably still convinced that this is year one and then next year will be year two. I legitimately think that at the end of the year, when it happens, and, and I hope that it happens sooner rather than later, but when it happens, I think he will legitimately be surprised. Yeah. Well, he was surprised that anybody thought that they should get, he should get rid of some of his assistants last year after they went 4-28. and 28. I don't think anything surprises me anymore. No. No. Nolan Smith's a great coach, guys. I mean, Nolan Smith, you know, got them ready to go against Duke because, you know, we wanted to beat his buddy John Shire. And Look, he, dude, Josh Jameson holds that clipboard better than just about anybody. <laughs> yes, he I mean, does. He, I mean, that dude can hold a clipboard. Oh, yeah. No, he holds that clipboard better than anybody since Chase Daniel. <laughs> That's uh, who I want to be, by the way. I want to grow up and be Chase Daniel where yeah. I play like five games and make $50 million as I mean, a backup hey. quarterback. That's the greatest job in the Go world, not it. a starting quarterback. Give me $50 million to never get hit, never do anything. Absolutely. Sign me up for that. But, I, so, look, I said it after the, what was it, after the Miami game. Yeah, that they won. I was like, you know, it's great that they won this game. Sure. But let's look ahead. They're probably going to drop the last three. And or the, have- the next four. Yep. And they did. They lost to NC State in a game that they should not have lost. They lost to North Carolina in a game that they played tough. They got boat raced against Wake Forest, and they lost a game where they played tough again. Yeah. Uh, would the conversation would the conversation be any different? We talked about their two games we thought were their most winnable in this month were Pitt and NC State. Yeah. Let's say they win those two games and beat Miami. Are we are we having even a different conversation, or is it so still they would the be what if they nine and ten? They would be nine and ten. Yeah. <sighs> I don't think we are, but... I don't think it's a much different conversation. No, but you would see, okay, well, they've shown improvement in you ACC could make, play. Yes, you could make the argument for progress at that sure point. Sure, you could, yes. 
the record itself would still be bad. Yes. You would still have the questionable losses. Um, but at least to some degree, we could be excited about seeing progress and not just playing out the string, which is what they're doing now. That's exactly what it, it feels doesn't like. matter what they do in one particular game now. We all know the end result. Yeah. And it's just, we're just playing out the string now. That's there's exactly nothing to be excited doing. about. There no, just isn't. There's, there's not. And it's because you lost to DePaul and it's because you lost to Virginia Tech and you lost to Arkansas State. Yeah. And you lost to Chattanooga and you let one slip away against Texas and you 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 got beat by a mid Indiana team that you probably should have beaten. I mean, there are so many opportunities on this schedule where Louisville could have grabbed some wins and taken the heat off. It was a tailor made non conference schedule to It do was. That. It absolutely was. You could have raced out to three and oh and gone to that gone into that Texas game three and oh and you know, feeling like maybe you figured something out, but and people are like, "Well, what, what's the big deal?" You know, they were two and one instead of three and zero. Oh. Yeah, but they lost to Chattanooga, and that's that's the one where you beat UMBC by one, and then you go into that game against Chattanooga, and when you lose, people are like, oh, "Here we go, here we go, same old stuff." And I don't know, and we talked about it on this show last week, and and we've talked about it several times. Of, I don't know where the next win comes for for Louisville, where the next opportunity for a win comes from. No. I've been on record saying I think it's probably that game against Georgia Tech and maybe the at Boston College game. Yeah. I think Ethan those are probably. Was, Ethan thought it was Florida State, and then Florida State started turning their season around. So yeah. I would say that's probably not going to happen. I think Georgia Tech is probably that game now. Yeah. Boston think, College is out there. Syracuse, perhaps. I wouldn't even, I probably wouldn't even go that far, but. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's. It's going to be tough. You've got a Virginia team coming in here that is as vanilla as they can be, and that's saying something for Virginia, but I don't feel confident that Louisville's going to find a way to win that game. No. I'm not confident that they're going to find a way to win any game. And then you're going to have people, probably not as many, but you will have a few that will be like, well, Louisville couldn't beat Virginia before. Why do you expect Kenny Payne to do it? Which, okay, fine, it's valid. But yes, but this, this is also is a, not a good Virginia team. No, this is this is a Virginia team that's probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. No. And right now, who is it? Is it uh, Jerry Palm or Lenardi or somebody that projected they've got three ACC teams projected to make the tournament? Yeah, Lenardi has three. Like again, that's crazy. what the hell has happened? So there's the four twenty-five to go in the NC State Virginia game, and it's forty-one to forty. Oh. Wow. If you spent any of your time watching that game or if you've watched that entire game, please get your eyes Does checked. the winner break? 50. Do, well, does the winner score more than 55? No. <laughs> if you said 50, I'd consider it. 55, I'm saying no. That may be the fastest game we play this season. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll be done with the post game quick. The goal is to be done at 4 o'clock. That could happen. So, yeah, we shall see. Who do we have? We got Will. We got Will. Let's go to Will. Will, welcome into LSL, man. What's up? Hey, man. You know, wow. Okay. I think that is such arrogance on our university to assume that we're just lap dogs out here just waiting. You know, what what, 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 we got, like five, six years to get back on track. Like, we've got things to do. We could do other things. We are doing other things. Fans are moved on. 
guys don't even talk about U of L anymore. Like, it's that bad. Like, in the sauna, in the locker room, dudes don't just come and go, boom, 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 U of L. It's like it's not even in the conversation. So I don't, I don't think these people have a clue that they're losing, I'm not going to say generations, but they're losing classes like my 22-year-old kid at U of L. You couldn't pay him to go to the game. Yep. Couldn't pay him to go. We're losing at a time where entertainment is at a premium. And live entertainment is at a premium. I don't think we talk enough about the economics. You know, there's bars that are struggling downtown because of all these decisions. You know, why can't these grown people these responsible people sit down in a room and say, look, nobody's going to die, okay? Dude, it didn't work. We can flip the script right away. We don't have to go through, because think about it. I wanted Kenny to work, so I'm not, I'm not that guy who didn't want it. Okay, let's say we get a third year. Do you understand, not you guys, but do we collectively understand that it's, we're going to be years in the hole? And guess what? Right now is the easiest time to recruit because it's free agency, man. This is totally free agency because you could get a, you could get eight guys, you get slots for eight guys, get your money for eight guys. Boom! Next year you got guys hungry who didn't have a chance. The guys were at Acorn State in these little schools, and they all give you a good eighteen, nineteen win season. You know we don't have to struggle with these freshmen because. They're freshmen. Look what happened down the road last night. They ran into grown men last night. Kentucky's mm-hmm. not going to do anything. Come on. Dude, you've got men hungry. Five years sat out for COVID. These little diaper dandies are not going to come and then go to the Final Four. That's butt crap. They're not going to stupid Final Four. Dude, we are losing a lot of opportunity here. And to think that we're just sitting back just twirling up their arms. Dude, people are going to do other things. People might get other teams. They might. You know You know what I'm thinking? Let's just go all football. I don't care if we have a good team anymore, basketball. Man, let Jeff Rob throw him all the money. Who knows? Saban's gone. Maybe we're in the top six continuously in football. We, maybe we don't even need basketball. Who cares? I think that's what we're going to come down to. I appreciate the call. Well, thanks, man. I I think a lot of people have checked out. A lot of people have checked See, out. See, I think the biggest indictment about the Louisville basketball program is look at the success of every other athletic program. I mean, the yeah. women's basketball team is very good. The women's volleyball team is very good. As we know, football is very good. I mean, every just about every sport except the main one around here has a good program and has a pretty good future right now. So there are plenty of options from the Louisville perspective if you want to focus your attention on that and not on the basketball program. So, um, Josh Hurd, as the athletic director, I know he's going to get under fire for what's going on with basketball. How much do we balance blaming him for the KP era versus we give him credit for Jeff Brom? Yeah. I think that's a difficult question that has to be asked, but look, if we're just talking about how good is his athletic department right now, outside of basketball, it's pretty good. Uh, I will just say that Nathaniel Justin Oates is up 14 points on uh, number eight Auburn at the break right now. So, just saying, if you're if you're putting together a list of 
coaching candidates. How do you know his middle name? I, I already wikipedia that stuff. You you absolutely know it. No, but uh, to Will's point, I think a lot of people have checked out. And I, personally, I'm surprised. And I mean, this is a great fan base, so I probably shouldn't be surprised. But part of me is surprised that people are still so interested in this team and interested in talking about this team in these post-game shows. Because, like, I know personally, like, it's it's so difficult to watch. It's it's almost painful yeah. at times to watch. And your guys are only doing it because, you know, post-game shows. Yeah, but there are people that, you know, God bless this fan base. They are dedicated to wanting to call and, and talk about it and, and be a part of it. And I'm glad that there are still that core group that is engaged because, man, there are plenty of us that are just like, man, I'm out. I don't I don't want to hear anymore. Let's yeah. go back to the phone lines. James has been waiting. James, welcome into LSL. What's up, my man? Well, I consider myself one of the core, I guess. There you I'm go. I'm still watching. I'm still watching. Good. Um, you know, I, I, I have to, guys. It's what I've done my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it's all we got. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, it ain't life or death, but, man, it's still – it's two and a half, three hours, depending on how you do it. If you do it right, you listen to the pregame and postgame and coaches' comments. You hear all everything that's going on. Like I have for 30, 30 years now. And it's just, it is getting so old. And, you know, you get so aggravated listening to it. And, you know, the bottom line is it's just nothing but excuses. And he never, he always, he never points the finger back at himself. Nope. And, uh, he never, he never, I mean, guys, in his opening press conference, he pretty much told us that we had to beg him to take the job. Now, come on. I ain't got time for this. I don't got time for it. Nobody does. Just like the last caller said, downtown is closed. Them bars, I'm surprised them owners are still, I, I, I don't know how they're doing it. There's no, did you look at that crowd last night for the Duke game? Come on, y'all. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I've said, and I, I've called in, it's like we're living in the twilight zone or something. And for it to continue and and nothing be said about it, and I know everybody knows what's going to happen because there's no way. There's no way he gets here three. There's no way. You all literally just said we're only going to win two more games versus the unit. That ain't February yet. That ain't Valentine's Day. <laughs> Come on. Like, what are we talking about right now? Um, I want to thank Brandon for playing hard. Um, you know, I, I, I feel bad for the players because they're just not being, I don't know. They're just, I, I think if we had a good coach in there, they, they, there's no way that we'd be sitting in the spot we're at right now. And I'm not trying to beat up on Kenny, man. Like I'm not, this is not personal. It's just, it, but they're not being utilized to the best of their ability. Yeah. Man, he's, Man, listen. We had a uh, we got we had a, a cardinal great that's on the radio said the other a couple of weeks ago that the, that the one improvement that there was was substitution pattern, fellas. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I'm sitting there listening to it, and I'm like, "There's no way. There's no way I just heard that. That 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 we got people taking away that the substitution patterns are good." I mean, it's just it's mind boggling. Um, thank you for letting me rant. I'm sorry. I just um, I, the last caller had me thinking when he started talking about downtown and everything. I've 
we've all said this from the get-go, and um, we need it to end, man. I mean, like my five-year-old little girl asked me, Daddy, why do, why do the Cardinals always lose? Why do my team always lose? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. This is good. Get, let, let's, let's just make an announcement. I don't care. Just make, let's just say something to something. Something. I mean, just do something. Because this can't go on much longer. There's no way. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it, James. No problem, buddy. Yeah, I, I, that is rough. That is rough when the kids are asking, why does Louisville keep losing? I mean, Ethan has said it on this show, that his daughters have asked him the same thing. Daddy, why does Louisville keep losing? I, I don't know. I don't know. No. Like, what are you supposed to say to that? I just. I don't know. It's. It's a situation that I think none of us really expected to be in, and like, this thing's got to end. It's just for everybody's sake. I can confirm. I live downtown. There's no buzz whatsoever. No. Nobody goes to the bar. I mean, they go to the bars, but not because of the Louisville games anymore. I mean, Zach, we reported. Or U of L announced twelve thousand six hundred and twenty people for last night's uh, Duke Louisville game. No chance. I mean, no chance. I agree. What do you think the number actually is? Half of that. I would say I was going to give them like eighty five hundred, nine thousand. A lot of blue in that arena. Oh yeah, Duke gets in. A lot of Dukies. A lot of dookies. There's plenty of dookie. In oh, that, yeah. In a lot of arena on well, a regular basis. And one team that consistently plays like dookie. Hey, there you go. Uh, I just can't even begin to imagine there being a time when Louisville joined the ACC that we would say there would be 12,000, air quotes, 12,000 people yeah. in the arena for, for Duke. Louisville Duke. Yeah, that's a sell, like, that's a sellout every time. I That's just, one of the most anticipated home games every single year. I mean, you had Reese Davis on the call last night. Yeah, on the ACC network, which I found interesting. That is kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So Louisville's got, uh, they've got Virginia this Saturday. I will have you guys for your post-game show. My hopefully. condolences. Yeah, hopefully we have a post-game. <laughs> it was a rough weekend for your boy. Oh, boy. It was a rough weekend. But yeah. no, hopefully, uh, I think we'll be we'll be all good there, but we will we'll have a... Coors Light Louisville basketball postgame show. I will have you for that uh, this weekend for Louisville and Virginia. So you have to watch the game. So I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's become like a, it's a thing. Like I watch Louisville basketball once a week on Saturdays, the the postgame show. Yeah. And then typically the wife and I go out to dinner afterwards so I can drink. So there you go. I mean, it it all balances out. Yeah. There's, there's give and take here. So who, who needs? Uh, I was gonna say who needs dinner, but yeah, you probably should. Probably should absolutely. Eat. You got. You got to eat. You got to eat. Yeah, we're not like twenty one anymore. We just don't eat, dude. I so it, that's funny. So the wife and I went out Saturday night. We went to the old spaghetti factory. Oh yeah. Had dinner. She had never been. She's not a local, so she'd never been. Yeah. So we went, and then uh, we went over to the new Derby City Gaming downtown oh, checked it out yeah it's a cool place it is really cool we hung out we were there for like an hour um this is what going out in your 30s is like <laughs> so we went to dinner yeah got done with dinner went to derby city got done at derby city uh came home 
we were in the car on the way home at 9 o'clock. I got home, sat down on my couch, cracked open a beer, watched the rest of, um, what was the NFL? The Packers the and game? the 49ers. Packers and Niners, yeah. Great game. Watched the rest of Packers and Niners, went to bed. Yeah. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, that's not what going out in my 30s is like. We were, we watched the game, too, but we were at a blues bar. Nice. Where'd yeah. you go? Stevie Ray's. Stevie Ray's? There yeah. you go. Yeah, so we went up there and went home at like 1 a.m. Oh, dude. So. I'm still still going out hard in my 30s. I, I love that for you because I can't tell you the last time I saw 1 a.m. <laughs> Unless it was getting up to go pee. Yeah. Because that's typically. I was just about the, to say that's the reason you see 1 a.m. That's the time. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. When you're that old, typically there's two reasons to see 1 a.m. Your kid's crying or you need to pee. Yep. That I mean, that's that's the way it is now in the in the Lynch household. It's typically it's it's to get up and, and go to the bathroom. That's why we see 1 a.m. But uh, yeah. Good times, man. Oh, Good yeah. Times. Yeah. Um, all right, that is going to do it for us tonight, guys. That's going to put a bow on LSL. It looks like we could be on next Wednesday night again, but we will kind of play it by ear and let you guys know. Keep it keep it locked on the Twitter uh, to to get all those updates of when we are going to be on the air. I will have you guys on Saturday. Who afternoon. do you have this weekend, by the way? Who do um, the who I have Ravens, this weekend? For, Ravens, Chiefs, I, and uh, 49ers, Lions. I'm obviously going Ravens, mm-hmm. and I think we are going to get 49ers. Yeah. I think I, we're going to get a Ravens 49ers. I think a lot of people want the Lions to make it, but I think it's going to be the 49ers. I think I they got away with the Lions. Game. Yeah. But here's here's the thing, though. Um, if by some chance, because the Ravens are the first game, which I think is odd. No, that's, yeah, the Ravens are. Yeah, because obviously the better game is Chiefs-Ravens. Right. So I think that's kind of odd to me, but... If for whatever reason the Chiefs beat the Ravens, then I'm 100% cheering for the Lions. Yeah. Because then the Lions, I will cheer for them for the Super Bowl and and hope that they, you know, break their drought and, and all of that I'll stuff. I'll just say what I think here, and I think whoever wins the Chiefs-Ravens game is going to win the Super Bowl. I think you're probably right. Because I just think the quarterback play, the quarterback difference between the AFC and the NFC is just so stark. And, I mean, Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, all apologies to Jared Goff, who's been to a Super Bowl before. Brock Purdy's good, kind of a game manager yep. type of quarterback. Doesn't compare to Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I no. think whoever wins that game is going to win the Super Bowl. I think the ratings are going to be higher for the for that game than they will be for uh, the 49ers. And, oh, uh, I don't think there's any doubt and the, about it. In Detroit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of strange that that's the early game because that is the better of the two games. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any doubt. Like, what? Yeah, 56 million people watch the Chiefs and the Bills. You're going to get at least that with – the Ravens, because it's a conference championship game, which always gets high ratings. You yep. get the Swifties involved, of course. Absolutely. And the Chiefs, are, hate. the Chiefs are the biggest draw. And by the way, like I'm just going to say it. I, I don't really care about people being all that upset about, I can't believe they're showing Taylor Swift. Who cares? They get show celebrities it. in the luxury box all the time. Right, dude, Taylor Swift it. isn't out here saying, yeah, please put me on camera all the time. I don't think she she just wants to go support her boyfriend. Look, bro, How hard I, is have, that? I have no problems watching Taylor Swift. You can put Taylor Swift on the TV as much as you want. Yeah. It's not going to bother. Well, it's not going to bother. Let's be real, though. Jason Kelsey stole the show. Dude, Jason Kelsey is all of us. <laughs> Jason Kelsey is is a is is a is an every man, yes. if you will. But how neat would it be for this area to see Lamar in the Super Bowl? Oh, I think it'd be great. I think it would be absolutely fantastic. Because the list of guys that have won Heisman's and Super Bowls is really low. It is. It's a. It's a especially quarterbacks. There's only two of them that have ever done it before yeah. Lamar. It's a very exclusive club. 
yeah that louisville or that uh, lamar jackson would be a part of and i think it'd be great it'd be great if people here would love it yeah i mean lamar is the most loved louisville player i think ever look as a diehard born and bred steelers fan there was nothing in the world that was ever going to make me cheer for, for baltimore right i mean i hated baltimore with every fiber of my being sure and I now have a Ravens hat and a Lamar Jackson Baltimore Ravens jersey that I will proudly wear uh, on Sunday. You still root for the Steelers when they play, right? 100%. Okay. So I, you're not there yet. No, I'm not there yet. No, 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 no. It's a, it's a weird dichotomy for me of wanting the Steelers to win, but also wanting Lamar to like throw for 300 yards and score two touchdowns by running. Right. So I, it's He's the it's closest thing to Mike. I never thought I'd see anybody like Michael Vick, except I'm seeing Michael Vick that can actually throw. Yeah, I, that's what Lamar 100%. is. 100%. Absolutely. That's crazy to think about. Like, Lamar is a better thrower than Michael Vick. Vick was the most electric football yep. player I ever saw, and Lamar is that and better. Absolutely. Did you kill my mic? It's kind of crazy. You killed my mic. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, I did. I'm trying that? to cut me off early. <laughs> I love it. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Big thanks to Zachy C for holding it down with me in hour number two. Uh, Ethan Moore, get better, buddy. Uh, buddy, we will uh, talk to you soon. If you miss any of the show, Zach will have this thing podcasted shortly and thrown up on the Twitter.com so you can go listen to it there. For Ethan and Zach, I'm Taylor. That is going to do it for us tonight. You've been listening to Louisville Sports Live right here on 93 on the Ville. And until next time, go Cards. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.